0: Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. My brother, Jess, he's working overtime, folks. You can hear it in his voice. <laughs> brother Jess, you're on the road. Today, uh, we've got a great show because we've got the canceled priest leader telling us a little bit how us, how us lay people can help these wonderful priests who have been canceled uh, because of their orthodoxy. And uh, then, Jesse, we're going to cover, I think, an important topic. Cardinal McElroy, he's lashing out of our friends at EWT and any of the critics— He's pushing women deaconesses. He's done all kinds of horrible things. As a matter of fact, if, um, if we go through all the things that this man is doing, uh, he's really just walked away from his vows that he made when he was made a bishop, because I'm going to show you what he did. And he made a promise, and he's breaking it big time, and much, much more. But Jesse, uh, before we go to the gospel, what do you have for uh, news, uh, for, your file, for your need-to-know file?
1: Just reminding people that the month of March is dedicated to St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. Today's the last day of the month. Uh, and remember, we're still in the season of Lent. So uh, if you haven't been to confession, time to go. Yeah. Also, I, I want to mention, Tell me. we received, we received some pretty good coverage <laughs> yeah. uh, by LifeSite News. That's right. Over the, over the weekend, we had a spiritual warfare conference a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and LifeSide News has a large article that says, uh, Exorcist Prophecies for Top Exorcist Marian Prophecies are coming true. Yep. Prepare for Spiritual Warfare. Pretty good article, oh, Terry. Yeah. I got it. It talks about the 2023 Spiritual Warfare Conference. It says, hosted by Terry Barber and Jesse <laughs> Romero on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. So if, if we wanted to remain incognito, we're not incognito. Because we brought in Father Ripperger, Bishop Joseph Strickland, and uh, Father Ripperger's exorcism team.
0: Amen, Jesse. And just a quick note, next week I'm going to talk more about a petition to reschedule the beatification mass of the Venerable Fulton J. Sheen. and on Monday. Uh, uh, yeah, for Monday yeah. with Father Murr. And um, we're going to talk about it because uh, he has affected the church in such a powerful way. We need it right now, and I'm going to give you an update on that tomorrow. Uh, no no other uh, news on my end, Jess, unless you have
1: something more. No, that's let's, it, let's Terry. Let's get some gospel I, I, yeah. then.
0: Let's get it soul food. John, yeah, soul food.
1: Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <clears throat> John chapter 10, verses 31 to 42. The Jews picked up rocks to stone Jesus. Jesus answered them, I have shown you many good works, from my father for which of these are you trying to stone me the jews answered him we're not stoning you for a good work but for blasphemy mm. you a man are making yourself god yeah. so i want to stop there so the jews knew exactly when people try to say like the jehovah's witnesses or more the jehovah's witnesses mainly yeah. they'll say J- jesus never claimed to be god really Jehovah's witnesses read yeah. the Jews the Jews certainly thought he did yep Jews wanted to kill him because he made the claims of divinity uh goes on to say Jesus answered them now he's quoting one of the psalms he says if it calls them gods to whom the word of god came and scripture cannot be set aside can you say that the one whom the father has consecrated and sent into the world blasphemes because i said i am the son of god so he's telling the jews that back in the old testament david used the word god's lowercase g to refer to the kings and those in power so our lord is saying if david calls kings and emperors and those in power gods with a lowercase g then why are you so scandalized if i call myself the son of god with an uppercase g he goes on to say if I do not perform my work, my father's works, do not believe me. But if I perform them, even even if you do not believe me, believe the works so that you may realize and understand that the father is in me and I am in the father. So our Lord is basically saying, look it, you guys know that Yahweh uh, performs miracles. Well, guess what? I'm also performing the same miracles that Yahweh performed. Why? Because Yahweh's my father and I'm in him and he's in me. So if you don't believe what I'm telling you, at least believe in me because of the mir- the same miracles that Yahweh performed, as you call them Jews, I'm performing right now. Why? Because we're one in the same, Terry. Amen. But then he goes on to say, then they tried again to arrest him but he escaped their power. He went back across the Jordan to the place where John first baptized. And there he remained. John, many came to him and said, John performed no sign, but everything John said about this man was true. And many there began to believe in him, the gospel of the Lord.
0: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Many began to believe in him. In other words, once you hear the words of Christ, and once they saw the power of his of healing and miracles that he was able to perform, it was obvious to people that he was the Messiah, and in fact, he was who he claimed to be the Son of God. also, in that verse where it said they tried to arrest him, but he escaped from their power. There's two things that he could have done based on his supernatural powers. oh yeah, number one, he could have blinded the people. So they were prevented from seeing him. Then he walked right past all of them. A, That's A. Or B, he just became invisible to them by his own divine power, became invisible and walked past all of them. A or B happened. Whatever, whatever Jesus decided to do, it's a demonstration of his divinity that he is God.
0: And Jesse, I might add that it wasn't the time, and he knew it, and that's why he did that. The time came later when they did arrest him. All right, let's bring the smartest guy into the room, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Full Sheen ahead. Jess, I've been noticing that Bishop Sheen's been hanging around with uh, Cardinal Robert Syrah, uh, one of my favorite <laughs> cardinals in the church today. And Maybe uh, he'll be the next pope. Yeah, you never know. And Jess, he said this, and it's really appropriate because we're going to be talking about canceled priests. He said this to Bishop Sheen. Bishop Sheen, the church is dying down on planet Earth right now because her pastors are afraid to speak in all truth and clarity. We are afraid of the media. We're afraid of public opinion, afraid of our own brethren. The good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. And I think Cardinal Seurat is spot on. He's nailing it right now. That's one of the reasons. Two things, Jess. One, we're going to talk about the canceled priests." I know lots of my friends who are canceled priests for doing just that. They weren't afraid to speak the truth, and when they did, their superiors said, you can't do that, you're done, and they paid a price. They just implemented, Jesse, what promise they made when they were ordained a Catholic priest to preach the gospel, and they're just not going to go down, go go back on their promise, and they're going to pay a price for being orthodox in the church today.
1: Terry, can you imagine of Father James Altman, here's why he was canceled. Yeah. In a homily, yeah, he said, you can't be Catholic and a Democrat. We've been saying that or here. For that, Terry, for saying the obvious.
0: Yeah, pretty obvious. Yeah,
1: you're not kidding. He was suspended from being a priest. Are you kidding me? What planet am I in? Yeah. When a Catholic priest is speaking truth from the pulpit, saying something that's so obvious to all of us. Yep he he gets suspended.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's pretty much where we're at right now. I wanted to mention Jesse a quick note about that Spiritual Warfare Conference. I understand on Monday, I maybe even today people can can go ahead to go to catholicrc.org and download the talks from the Spiritual Warfare Conference. And I also want to recommend I haven't even watched the whole thing on LifeSite News. We got a lot of that material uh, that we did also, we're going to be putting out a lot of um, things that came from that weekend, even Bishop uh, Strickland's blessing of the uh, the mountaintop uh, that he did on Friday. So lots to look forward to, but if you do want to not miss a word, you can go to catholicrc.org to pick that up. Jesse, tell us where you're at. Are you preaching tonight so we can get a <coughs> plug in?
1: Yeah, Terry, I'm, uh, I'm here in Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, tonight I'm on at 7 p.m., I forget the name of the oh I'm no, St Thomas Aquinas. Okay, good. St Thomas Aquinas in the city of starts with a b uh, uh you can look at my website but I'll yeah, be honest with you. Check it out because
0: folks if you have relatives or friends this would be
1: a good opportunity. And, also and ter- I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Everywhere I'm going yeah in Lent the churches are full. Good. I'll t- I'll tell you why. Uh, uh, you know uh yeah, I I guess uh a- any type of any type of news whether it's positive or negative it just gets a lot of people to the churches yeah the Satan, the Satan con put me on the map with with the woke left
0: yeah
1: we're organizing the Saint Con um again getting on Fox News and saying you can't be a Catholic and a Democrat right. that put me on the map nationally that's true and then and then also uh my interviews with a church militant and Tim Timothy Gordon on the murder of Bishop O'Connell, yeah, that put me, and people are coming out. They're saying, who is this guy? And so, hey, any type of advertisement <laughs> that I get is good because everywhere I'm going, Terry, you're the preaching. churches are full.
0: And you're preaching and so, the gospel, Jess.
1: I'm, I'm giving them power preaching with devil-destroying theology.
0: Yeah, and that's what we want. That's what we do here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Jesse's the best advertisement we have for VMPR. Why? He goes all over the country power preaching, saying, listen to me every day on the radio. Yes, when we get back, we come back. We're going to talk about the canceled priests and what's going on with them and how we can actually support them in their work. And uh, this is important because we know many priests who are not in ministry today because of things they've said, like Father James Altman and others. Stay with us, family. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. We have our friend Father John Lovell here talking about canceled priests. And if I could describe him, uh, he's a man that says this He says, Never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. Father, that's why you're in your position because you were worried more about the truth being proclaimed than your personal benefits. Uh, am I on to something?
2: You are, and I I just want to say this. I think that everyone needs to realize that no matter what your vocation is, we must speak the truth no matter what happens. We are all called to martyrdom, whether it's white martyrdom or red martyrdom. We must be willing to give up our life for Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, that this is not our true home. Our true home is in heaven. This is what we're preparing for as we enter into Holy Week.
0: Well said.
1: Yes. Father, Father Lavelle. Hey, tell us a little bit about the June Coalition for Castle Priest Conference. I think it's going to be in in the state of Illinois. You have quite an impressive lineup of speakers. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that conference. Well, I mean, mean
2: everybody everybody is uh, secondhand when Jesse Romero gets on the stage. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) I'm into that, brother.
2: uh That's... you know, that, 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 is, that is what we're having. But we're having several speakers, June 23rd and June 24th in Rosemont, Illinois, which is right next to O'Hare Airport. No, it is not Chicago. Everybody keeps saying, well, I don't want to come into Chicago. It is not Chicago. It's very easy to get to, either by plane or by driving. And we're starting with Abby Johnson and celebrating uh, the one-year anniversary of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. We're also celebrating the second anniversary of the founding of the Coalition for Canceled Priests. June 23rd is the vigil of the Feast of St. John the Baptist, and then the next day is the Feast of St. John the Baptist, our primary patron after Our Lady. But we have Abby Johnson, Dr. Peter Kwasniewski, Dr. Janet Smith, Jesse Romero. We also have John Henry Weston as our keynote, Brian McCall and several others. Wow. Highly recommend for people to go to canceledpriest.org in order to sign up. Terry, I hope you'll make the trip out to be with us as well.
1: I
0: hope so. But I'll tell you one thing, that's sure. quite a lineup. That's uh, some some power preaching there. I appreciate what you're doing. Father, I just wanted to mention something that I I had Bishop Joseph Strickland do a statement on this uh The German bishop's error and the true understanding of development of doctrine. But every priest makes promises on your ordination day. Didn't you make promises about the gospel? Yes or no?
2: Oh, of course. Uh, Made promises of celibacy, made promises to pray the divine office, made promises of obedience to the bishop as his co worker. Yeah. So, absolutely, we've made those promises.
0: didn't you also make no, a, a, a promise about the deposit of faith and not compromising on the gospel?
2: Of course, we make that not only at our priestly and diaconal ordination, but we make that when we are become candidates for uh, the priesthood. But if I could say this, Terry Tell and me. Jesse, all of us make that commitment at baptism. And, confirmation.
0: and you see, my point, though, is we have to keep our promises, just like Jess and I made our promises when we got married before the altar. And Catholic priests and bishops and the Holy Father, everyone has to keep those promises. And that's all I'm saying. You, most of the people I know who are canceled priests, kept those promises and it got them into trouble because they wouldn't compromise on that.
2: Exactly. And I always like to remind people, even though the coalition is very much in support of the traditional Latin mass, Mm -hmm. it's not just because of the traditional Latin mass that priests are getting canceled. It's for standing up and saying people have a right not to take the jab. It's for standing up and saying what needs to be proclaimed, especially when it comes to life issues such as abortion, contraception. And many priests know that if they preach on those things, they are going to get canceled for it.
0: Amen. That's what my point was. Yes.
1: Father, give us a little update on Coalition for Canceled Priests. A, where are you guys at? And how can we you help
0: guys? you, too? I want to jump in. The yeah. website where people can financially support what you're doing, Father.
1: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. So basically, you can go to our website, uh, in order to give online donations. Uh, we also have our PO Box list there, PO Box 174 Rochelle, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if people would like to send a, a check, we are a 501c3. Good. Uh, so donation tax deductible uh, as well. So I always want to remind people of that. Uh, and basically, just to remind people, what what is the coalition doing? We are making yeah. sure that priests do not have to worry about paying canon lawyers. Paying attorneys. They do not need to worry about where they're going to live mm-hmm. uh or where their next meal is coming from. Excellent. That that those are the primary things that we do. But we also encourage the priests uh to engage in fraternity in order to to talk to each other. One thing that really helped me in in, in dealing with all of this was speaking with other canceled priests yeah. and realizing I wasn't alone.
1: Yeah, well said. Yeah. Good. Father, what, what are some of the, the, the short-term and long-term projects of Coalition for Council of Priests? I'm assuming everybody wants to get reinstated, maybe with a future Pope. Is, is that the goal?
2: I would say that for most of the priests, yes, we want to get reinstated. You know, I cannot describe what it means not to be able to, on a regular basis, hear confessions, oh, to man. preach, to Point. it's the only thing that i could say is that it's similar to a married couple being separated not because they're not getting along but because they love each other to no. death they're they're forced by an outside agent not sure. to live together not to be together and to rarely communicate that's going to take a toll on a marriage it, whether the couple wants wants it to or not. It's going to take a toll on the marriage. And uh, we have to realize that priests need to minister in order to fulfill and live their vocation. Short-term goals uh, is the conference. You talk to our employees and to our volunteers, it's also the long-term goal. We're all waiting for June 25th to come. Uh, but in, in reality, what we're, what we're doing too is we're trying to build up, and the theme of our conference is a house united. Uh Jesse is aware of this. We want to see yeah. in our long term goal, uh, the Catholic right coming together and not just simply talk about uniting, but actually uniting. That's incredible. It, it is a yeah. goal, but it is critical.
0: It's it's critically important. <clears throat> I, I've wanted to see that for many, many years, and I thank you for putting that on, you know, as a top burner. Thank well,
1: you. well, I could tell you uh Father, that's exactly what Terry and me have been oh, doing yeah. ever since we've uh <laughs> Been working together alongside. (laughs) I'll I'll give you an example. We we support you guys. We love you guys to pieces, and we're uh, we lock arms with you guys. Terry and me. We also lock arms with Church Militant. Oh yeah. We also lock arms with Life Site News. Oh yeah. We lock arms with Libra Crystal Father Ripper's (laughs) Institute. Uh, Terry and me work with anybody. That can say the Nicene Creed and believe what they say and yep. say what they believe. Amen, brother. Right, bro. Amen, brother.
0: <laughs> yep, that's what it takes. And and I appreciate what you're doing, Father, especially uh with the clergy, because you know, the way that there's an old statement that was well, it was from Monsignor uh Monsignor, um George George Kelly, George Kelly from a, a book called The Battle for the American Church. He said, Where's the church going? Where its leaders take them. Yeah. And that's why we look yeah. to you guys. I mean, we're, we're foot soldiers. We want our clergy to be on the same page as the magisterium of the church. Is that asking too much?
2: Yeah. It's not asking too much, but I I'm, I remember the wonderful man you have behind you, Terry, right now, well, she, uh, tell, telling the laity yeah. that do not expect the bishops and the priests <laughs> to bring about the true reform of the church. It is going to be you, the laity, Amen. that are going to... You need to hold... All priests, all clergy, deacons, priests, bishops, you need to hold their feet to the fire in charity and do it in a charitable way. Remember to respect their office, but to say, Father, Your Excellency, deacon, you need to stand up and do your life, your vocation, because what we do as priests is more than just a job. There's a lot of aspects of it that is a job, but it is a life and we need to live our life in order for you to fully live yours.
1: well said, thank you for that. father give us give us the website to <clears throat> coalition for canceled priests. Uh, we we recommend that our listeners make a donation, support this Absolutely. this ministry. They're doing some great work for for priests that have been unjustly cancelled. Father, what's the website to coalition for Canceled priests?
2: It is canceled priests all one world canceled priests priest, it does not matter if you spell canceled with one L or two, it will take you to the same website, canceledpriests.org. And if I just humorously say, I didn't realize there was such a war between how one spells canceled, <laughs> but, uh, clearly there is, but we'll, we spell it either way. Just as long as you understand what it means, we're, we're on board. So it's, uh, it's canceledpriests.org.
0: Father, you're a good man to do what you're doing. You're you're picking up your cross. One advice for us for Holy Week coming up, the week that changed the world. What would you recommend to our listeners to prepare for the Easter Triduum?
2: Uh, between now and Spy Wednesday, read the Book of Jeremiah, uh, beginning. Wednesday evening and carrying you through until Easter Sunday morning when the sun rises, read the Lamentations of Jeremiah. It is, it is the readings of the office, the divine office. It is what makes up tenebrae Uh, The the wonderful uh, Baton's Laud service that kicks off the triduum. Pray for priests, sacrifice for priests, remember priests on Holy Thursday. Most priests celebrate their anniversary that day. We're not ordained on that day, obviously, but we celebrate the priesthood. It is so important to remember that we were given... the, the greatest sacrament, the most Holy Eucharist, but we were also given the sacrament where ministers can give us the Holy Eucharist on Holy Thursday. And we must always remember the priests on that day and to always offer up that every single priest needs to pick up his cross, walk up cal- Calvary, and to be crucified with our Lord.
0: Wow. As I can say, Father, every Thursday night here at the Sacred Heart Chapel, we pray for the priest's as a way of commemorating Holy Thursday, it's part of our Alpus Angelorum spirituality. So you can count on our prayers and around the world for people who are in into the angelology. Jesse, your final thoughts for Father?
1: <clears throat> yeah, well, just want to let, let uh, people know that bishops and priests, there are officers in the battlefield, we're, like Terry said, we're the foot soldiers. Yep, They need our prayers. We need to support the, the the good ones especially so that we can build up the kingdom of God and fight for souls. But every lay Catholic, every priest, every bishop, we have to know at this point in time that we're going to spend the rest of our life in this war. And if we want to get to heaven, we have to die fighting. But fight we must because, remember, we have the angels on our side. Man. We have Jesus on our side. We have our lady on our side. We have nothing to fear. Terry?
0: Well said. Father, again, one more time with the website so people can support the ministry. Go ahead.
2: Cancelpriest.org. And I also would like to encourage everyone to check out my new podcast, Hope in the Desert. Uh, We've already had Jesse on the show. Terry, I'm going to call you. I want you on the show sooner rather than...
0: (laughs) Father, I'm at your service. And you know what, Father? One more time. Why are people... uh, Well, what? priest? One more time with the website because they can't write that down. You need it three times. One more time.
2: Give it. org.
0: Simple. All right. Thanks again, Father John, for joining us here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Look forward to the conference, Jesse, in June with them. God love you, Father. Amen. You got it. guys. when we come back, Cardinal McElroy, he's lashing out at EWTN critics. He's pushing women deaconesses in this new interview. We'll come back with that. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Hope you enjoyed that last segment with Father John. Powerful. Jess, what do we got going now?
1: Well, Terry, um, Cardinal McElroy, he's one of 14 pro-LGBT bishops in the country. He's lashing out at EWTN Mm -hmm. and their critics, and he's also pushing women deacons in a new interview. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful to see other bishops are pushing back. They need to. Yeah, because uh, McElroy, he's faced accusations of heresy.
0: Yeah, he doesn't like it either.
1: No, (laughs) no, from fellow bishops. uh, And and, and he's also said that he's not going to have EWTN in the San Diego Diocese any longer. So he's going after them, Terry. Yep. This article is put up by LifeSite News. So, Carl Robert McElroy who lashed out at EWTN and his critics last week, he basically said that he would ban the content from the Catholic TV network in his diocesan media, and he claimed that accusing him of heresy <laughs> harms the church. Now, <clears throat> what is heresy? It is a person who's baptized who officially teaches Something against the revealed truth and deposit of faith of the Catholic Church, knowing that it's wrong. That's heresy, Terry. Yeah, well,
0: that's what he's doing. I mean, the definition fits his if the if the cap fits, baby, wear it. I'm sorry, Jess. Yeah. He he is a heretic. I mean, he's yeah, trying yeah. to do things that he, he made a promise again for the for the when he was ordained, he made a promise. He said, Are you resolved to maintain the deposit of faith entire and incorrupt? as handed down by the apostles and professed by the church everywhere at all times? Yes or no? Well, obviously it's no. I tell him to step down then. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. so he's this uh, San Diego Cardinal, who was new, recently elevated by Pope Francis, Yep. he's also reiterated his call to open up the diaconate with women, yep. which many of the leading prelates around the country, around the world, yeah. have described as impossible. Of course. Coil McElroy, excuse me, McElroy has also said that the synod on synodality will lead to a fundamental change in the church. That is not clear yet. <laughs> Terry, that's their goal. Exactly. <laughs> he's a card. He's a card-carrying modernist. Yeah. And it's good. Another bishop, Paprocki, he's actually accused McElroy. That's right. Of heresy and says that he may have excommunicated himself, Terry.
0: Can you imagine that, Jesse? We've got a cardinal who's trying to say things. Now, we know if he tried to ordain uh, a priest, a woman, he would be excommunicated by canon law. No, No one has to do a thing. The pope doesn't have to say anything. It's automatic. He's leaving the church. This guy is the cardinal of San Diego, and in an interview with a left wing Spanish magazine, what did that have to say? Because Jesse, you know about the Spanish magazine uh called Vida Nueve.
1: Yeah, we have, yeah. Yeah, it's uh so McElroy in during this interview, yeah, he agreed with the decision of a newly installed Spanish <laughs> of, of with a, of a newly installed Spanish bishop to ban EWTN content on his diocesan TV channel. There's a war going so, on. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, absolutely. Bishop Fernando Prado Ayuso, another modernist leftist who newly got appointed by Pope Francis, uh, a journalist who conducted book-length interviews with Pope Francis and scandal-plagued papal advisor Cardinal Oscar Rodriguez Maradiaga. Before being appointed to the Diocese of San Sebastian last year, the blacklisted EW. They blacklisted EWTN two days after his installation. Wow! And guess what? Cardinal McElroy he applauded the move. Yep. Here's what he said quote I wouldn't have EWTN <laughs> on Diocesan Media either. Yeah. He told Vida Nueva. Yeah. Which is it's basically establishment Catholic media. So the cardinal further criticized EWTN for allegedly having a viewpoint fundamentally critical of the Pope and for trying to steer the world away, what he calls from Francis reforms. Terry, the problem is, is that these reforms Are leading people away from the deposit of faith. You got it. You and Jesse just equip me. That's the problem.
0: Raymond Arroyo. I want everybody to watch his show every Thursday night. Yes. Okay. The world over. He had a great show yesterday with the posse. The the, you know Father Jerry Murray. I mean, what a priest! What a man who knows so much on the Catholic faith. And you know, he says, "I." This is what this cardinal says. I'm concerned about EWTN. He's concerned about any of us who are Orthodox. Okay. EWTN is just representing it because it represents a giant of economic, cultural power linked to a religious point of view that is fundamentally critical of the Pope, he said. The network maintains presenters constantly downplaying Francis's theological skills and knowledge and cites Archbishop Carlo Maria Viganò slander against the Pope and try to steer the world away from the reforms the Pope is advocating. I just want to make a quick note there, Jesse. The Holy Father, we pray for his health right now, he's, uh, you know, whether he's had a heart attack or he's got whatever, they're kind of keeping it close to the chest on what actually yeah. his issue is with his health. Because I want to see him, he's going to die eventually, he's 86 years old, but I want him to have die with, you know, obviously with the good graces of the Lord, so I'm praying for that. Um, but I want to just yeah. mention, he was just last week he came out and supported a Jesuit uh, moral theologian. Um and I was his name um uh, what's his name? I just came to my mind, I wrote it, and I should have wrote it down. His name is Bering, and he's a liberal bishop or li- liberal priest who was teaching moral theology back when the Holy Father was in his formation, and he was condemned by the Catholic Church, and now the Holy Father is saying he's the model for it. see here's the problem with Pope Francis Jesse, and I'm just giving you this as a layman. He says things about like the traditional Latin mass it's no good anymore. Well, how could something be so holy and right before, as Benedict XVI says, if it was holy before, it's holy after. And the same thing about our moral theology. Uh, Herring is the guy's name that he's promoting. Herring is a a liberal. Bishop Sheen condemned him. All the the Catholic Church condemned him. And now the Pope is showing he's the model for moral theology. So I'm just saying, Holy Father, that's not what the Church teaches. And so... If I don't, if it sounds like we're being critical of Pope Francis, it's because we love him, because his role is to confirm us in our faith. And if he's not confirming us in our faith, then we have to speak up. And that's what we do here at our network.
1: Terry, the the most popular argument that these dissenters they give, because that's what Cardinal McElroy is, he's a dissenter. They'll say, Well, it's the spirit of Vatican II. So they will claim that the second Vatican council has given them permission to dissent yeah. and they'll use the phrase. I'm just following the spirit of Vatican II." That's garbage. And they, yeah, of course it is. And a lot, of course, what they say is these, these theological perspectives that we're bringing up, that we're bringing up. It's, it, it was supported by the council wrong. <laughs> they made this up out of whole cloth, Terry. Exactly. What they're promoting is not in the documents of Vatican II. They're making it up out of whole cloth, assuming that we're too ignorant to research the documents ourselves.
0: And if I might add something, Jesse, to what you just said, the men that were in power in the church at that time, in the early 70s, late 60s, they needed to nip this in the bud right away. And because they didn't, and they allowed this to go on, the, we're in the mess we're in today. That's my take. Continue on the
1: article, <clears throat> Yeah, Terry, and, and I'll tell you, um, a lot of people that were caught up in this dissent and this mess, yeah, they later came to their senses. Like, you know, the young, you know, Joseph Ratzinger. You know, he, yeah. he came to a census. He was he was part of these uh uh you know the cool the, the cool club. And
0: William with, May also had that same conversion. He was a yes. more theologian in the sixties with with um with uh, all their liberals. And then he, in the 1980s, when John Paul II was there, he came and gave talks. And he says, I was wrong. I'm, I was trying to get, build my career. I had pride. So these things happen. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Here, here's the backdrop to this article, Terry. Yeah. Back at the Vatican II, the theological experts, you had Rahner, Congar, oh, yeah. Skillebeck Jesuits. Now, Kong, isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah. Hans Kohn. Yeah. Huh? Uh, Chenyu. These... They founded this commission called the Concilium in yeah. 1965. Yeah. These were the progressives at Vatican II, and they, they came up with a theological journal called Concilium. That's right. Well, some other guys have said, wait a minute, this is a bit too far. This is wrong. <laughs> they broke away from them. Right. Who were they? The young Carol Whiteilva. That's right. The Lubach, Ratzinger. Yep. They broke off from the left, Harry, and they found it the other theological journal yep. called Communo, Communio yep. in 1972. And is- so you have these two parallel theological journals running side by side to this very day. And you could obviously tell that Cardinal McElroy, he would be part of the concilium camp today. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so um, it, EWTN is the world's largest religious media organization. Yep. And they're they're faithful to That's the right. teachings of the Catholic Church. That's right. In fact, in two thousand nine, Pope Benedict XVI awarded the foundress of EWTN, Mother Angelica, and Deacon Bill Stoltmeyer, both of them rest in peace. Yep. Who was then the chairman of the EWTN's board of governors with the quote Pro Ecclesia et Pontifice, which is the highest award a Pope can bestow on lady and religious. But the network has has often rankled Pope Francis and his allies in recent years for airing criticism of the Pope's controversial decisions and deviations from Catholic teaching, particularly on Raymond Arroyo's The World Over, which I'm telling you, that's the program that's worth watching. To. If
0: I can jump in, Bill Staltmeyer was a very good friend of mine, and Mother Angelica was also. Birds of the feather flocking together. We're in the same boat preaching the orthodox teachings of the church, and yes, those who are liberal are not going to be happy with this. Jesse, when we come back, yeah, Raymond Arroyo is a great show that people will see, but we're also going to talk about Cardinal McElroy's comments about those who label him a heretic and how, with heresy, what his response is on that. Stay with us, family. You're listening to The Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio.
1: Welcome back to the Terry
0: and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call
2: 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
0: Welcome back. And right, Jesse, you know, last night at Holy Hour for priests that we pray for, I, I give a litany of priests who are liberal, who are like dissenters. And he's, yeah. at McElroy, I, I pray for him at least once a week at the uh, Chapel before the blessed sacrament that he'll come back to his senses and and be faithful to his promise he made at the altar when he was brought into becoming a bishop, but Jesse I mean, he yeah. says that it hurts me to be labeled a heretic. Can you tell us why he's why what what's the article say about that?
1: Yeah, uh, Cardinal McElroy yeah. also struck out at those who have accused him yeah. of promoting heresy. He told Vida
0: yeah
1: uh, this. Uh, Journal this this, uh, newspaper
0: Spanish yeah
1: that such criticism hurts me and harms the church. How does it harm the church? Go ahead. No, I think it actually helps the church because (laughs) this way we warn we warn the church who are the wolves in sheep's clothing. You
0: got it. Thank you, Jess.
1: So he says, quote, it hurts me to be labeled a heretic, close quote. Quote, such language further harms the church by degrading the dialogue. We must have these days on the fundamental issues we face, close quote. Well, here's where Carl is wrong. Terry, we're not going to discuss issues like, are there four or five persons in the Trinity? I know, we got truths. That's that's a closed, settled issue. Objective truth has already declared that God is a trinity of persons, that there are four Marian dogmas, that there are seven sacraments. And so Carl McCarrick, because he's a dissenter, he wants to have a conversation about things that have been revealed divine revelation, revealed truth, which is the highest form of revelation. He wants to have a conversation about that, Terry, and see if we can negotiate. He's just wrong about this.
0: Well, I like, I like the way Bishop Strickland says, uh, you can't change the unchangeable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or Pope John Paul II says, you can't vote. You can't take a democratic vote on truth.
0: There you go. Same
1: thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, McElroy has faced an explosive backlash, including from other US bishops, Good. over over an essay that he published in the Leftist America Jesuit magazine <laughs> in January. That's right. Disavowing a quote, theologic theology of Eucharistic coherence, close quote, and demanding that the church allow unrepentant homosexuals and adulterers to receive holy communion. Bishop Thomas Paprocki of Springfield, Illinois, went so far as to condemn McElroy's comments as heresy and suggested he automatically excommunicated himself.
0: Before you go to that next paragraph, Jess, I just want to mention most of these knuckleheads, these bishops and cardinals, I call them knuckleheads because they're, they're not teaching what they promised to teach. They, they want to lower the bar on Catholic morality. They think that this is their fundamental mistake— they think that, for example, homosexuals, active homosexuals, they can't say no to themselves. So why why are we asking them to do something they can't do and be celibate and not have sex rather than being celibate? I mean, you're asking way too much. They just don't believe in grace. I'm Jesse, I'm going into all this theology, but the bottom line is I really wonder what they believe about the Catholic faith because— Based on what they say, it sounds to me not not that they don't believe much about what the revealed teachings of Christ and His Church have taught for two thousand years.
1: Amen. <clears throat> so, uh, Bishop Paprocki who is a canon lawyer, and and chairman-elect of the Church Governance Committee of the U.S. Bishops Conference. He explained in a response to McElroy last month That's right. that 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 barriers to the Eucharist are a matter of divine revelation. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, the left-wing cardinal, nevertheless, McElroy doubled down on his stance <laughs> in a follow-up essay explicitly pushing communion for, quote, sexually active homosexuals, divorced, and remarried couples, close quote, in blatant contradiction to Catholic teaching. Terry, this is uh, uh, the prophecies of of Japan. Oh, yeah. lie. And well in our lifetime
0: and and you see jesse but i just said there's an example they don't they don't believe in the perennial teachings of the church and you know that's so sad because they're in positions of great responsibility and their liability on doing what they're doing is really damning them okay i didn't say i damned them did you notice what i said it's damning them by their actions
1: By their actions, correct? Yeah, it's the word damn is the same word as curse in the old testament when you look at the Hebrew and even English translations. Mm -hmm. So Scott Hahn talks about salvation history and damnation history. Yes. And so if you if you want to enter into damnation history, live in mortal sin, be a heretic, teach, teach things that are not true, go against divine revelation. And guess what? You enter into the stream of damnation history, which means you're cursing yourself. But he, so the article, yeah, the article also says, Terry. Yes, it and this is. Quote, yeah, it takes anyone it right consci- out. Anyone conscious of a grave sin must receive the sacrament of reconciliation before coming to communion.
0: That's the teaching of the church.
1: Yeah, right now it hasn't changed. Oh, nope. it says the sexual act must take place exclusively within marriage. Outside of marriage is always. Always constitutes a grave sin and excludes one from sacramental communion. I, close quote. And
0: I might add, Jesse, whether you're a homosexual, having same-sex attraction issues and and, and acting on that is wrong. A, a heterosexual having you know committing fornication or adultery that's wrong. So we're not, you know, pushing it just on the homosexuals. This is this, like, the, like the catechism says: sexual acts must be taking place exclusively between. I might add, a one man and one woman. I have to be really exact, yes.
1: Yeah, Terry, and I'm gonna even, I'm gonna go a little bit deeper. Good. Just for just for married couples, yeah. I just want to let you know, uh, contraception is a sin. That's right. A, B, and also. Um, Putting on pornography and trying to imitate what you see, oh. that's a blueprint for mortal sin, that's right. and that's a blueprint for divorce. And number three, I, as I have to say, because I get asked this all the time. I get it asked
0: all the time, now. Jesse.
1: Yeah. Uh, men, Catholic men, no, sodomy is not allowed in marriage. It's an unnatural, sinful act, even within a heterosexual exactly. marriage. I, I had to say that, Terry, because. Well, this question comes up All
0: over and over I know, again. Jess. I, I, I can't believe people, at, but they do ask that. So I'm glad you said it right on the air.
1: Well, well I, I'm going to say something more unpopular on the air. And I'm going to tell you what, why a lot of this error creeped in. Mm-hmm. Christopher West, who's a friend of mine, mm-hmm. he wrote a book, Sex and Marriage. The first edition, which I got the first edition. yeah, The first edition of his book states that sodomy is allowed. He had to retract the statement because Scott Hahn and others called him on it. And so the second edition removed it. But that statement, Terry, did a lot of damage in the Catholic world because anybody who got edition number one and never got edition number two, the retraction, in there it says that this is permissible in the All Catholic right. Church. No, it's not, Terry. No, it's not. Well, now i
0: yeah, go ahead. Now I'm going to Jesse. tell a quick story about Christopher West. He's a friend of mine too. We've we've met and we've uh, been reconciled because back in the early 90s when he was starting this out, he had that in there and he gave a talk at a Mile High Congress, which I was recording, and I didn't want to replicate it for people to buy that because I knew he was wrong. So I said we had technical difficulties. The technical difficulties is his moral <laughs> theology was way off. Well, years later, Jesse— that he, we came together in the men's room and we were washing our hands. And there he is right there. I said, hey, Terry, how are you? I said, good. And we came back to that issue. He said, you know, you were right. I was wrong. And I repented of that. And I said, God bless you. But I'm not going to put out anything that I know isn't teachings of the church. And so Christopher West, yeah, he, uh, when he first started out, he was off. I, uh, I like going right to the theology of the body by John Paul II, going directly to him rather than individuals trying to interpret it.
1: Hey, that's perfect terry yeah for, forget about the commentary right go right to john paul ii himself and really if you want some moral clarity on moral theology as it relates to sexual matters i'll tell you another giant is saint alphonsus of ligori
0: oh
1: yeah yeah he's doctor he's, of the uh, church he's a doctor of moral theology yep. so but going going back to the article sure, it. it says asked about pope francis senator of synodality McElroy, a strong backer of the initiative said he believes that the synodal process will bring about a fundamental change in the church's culture. Well, that's what he wants, Terry. That's what these dissenters and modernists want. Yep. They want to change the church to make it look like some other Protestant denomination.
0: Yeah, it's an Anglican approach to uh, getting out doctrine. That's what they do. They put everybody on majority votes.
1: Horrible. Yeah, On, on the it says here, McElroy's latest remarks, remarks echo an article that he wrote for America Magazine last year in which he said that the synodal process aims at nothing less than, re, than a recasting of the culture of the church that will endure for generations. There you Close go. Quote.
0: Jesse, what did the late Cardinal George Pell accuse him of, of, of these liberals of? Go ahead, because we gotta got a minute and a so,
1: half. Cardinal George Pell <coughs> accused Cardinal John Claude Hollerich, the relator general of the Senate and Synodality, of heresy last year. Good for him. After Cardinal Hollerich claimed that the Catholic teaching on the sinfulness of homosexual acts is no longer correct. That's on YouTube. I mean, the guy's a nut. I'm sorry. We pray for him. Continue. And Terry McElroy is, again, the article says that he's continuing to push women's ordination. That's right. He's echoing the call of the German bishops. Yep. Uh, thanks be to God, Cardinal Gerhard Mueller, yeah. the former prefect of the CDF, said that any attempt to admit women to the diaconate would be invalid. Cardinal Robert Sarah, the former prefect of the of the Congregation for Divine Worship <laughs> has made similar comments. <clears throat> Again, McElroy additionally presented the ordination of the women to the priesthood as a prudential issue, <laughs> recommending against it at this time. Give me well, a guess break. what? John, Saint John Paul II That's right. has declared it in Ordinatio Sacerdotalis that the Church has no authority, no authority Read that. whatsoever to confer priestly ordination on women and that this judgment is to be definitively held by the church's faithful. Terry, go ahead. You know,
0: the church's inability to ordain women is an infallible teaching that requires a definitive assent. This is what we're looking for from our leaders. The Congregation of the Doctrine of Faith later reaffirmed uh, this response approved by this saintly pope. So McElroy's position on female ordination reflects that of a German, Senator away. Which is similarly of advocating opening the diaconate to women and arguing that ordination of women to the priesthood is a possibility, despite the infallible Catholic teachings on the subject. We need to pray humble for these humble. men that they will be converted, Jess. Because I want to see them get to heaven. Where they're going right now is not confirming us in our faith. They're dissenters, and uh, dissent leads to error. All right, Jess. Let's wrap it up. What state should we be living in, brother?
1: Last time I checked, let's live in a state of sanctifying grace. Go to confession this Lent. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Be holy or die trying. Pray your rosary every day. Read your Bible every day. Make sure you're vested with sacramentals. And remember... Flee this corrupt generation To quote St. Peter the First Pope
0: Well said we've got Bible with the Barbers coming up On vmpr.org If you're not getting it on your station Go to our website virginmostpowerfulradio.org Download the app And you'll have the Bible with the Barbers coming up What's And I always say Our Lady of Fatima Said souls are going to hell Because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices Join us at this Holy Week That's changed the world coming up God love you